What is up, people? Thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stu. We got a lot to get to on today's show. I think everybody was surprised. We shouldn't have been surprised, maybe, but we were. I was surprised when uh, Marvel and Disney released the WandaVision trailer Sunday evening. Um, not usually a time where we see trailers dropped, though it was Emmy night, so I guess maybe that probably has something to do with, uh, with, with the timing of it. So uh, we finally got WandaVision trailer. We finally got a confirmed 2020 date, which a lot of people were concerned about considering the coronavirus pandemic. But that is indeed going to be the release date for the series. Um, they said December in the past, so I'm assuming they're staying with December, though. I guess who knows what will um, happen in terms of when we get an official you know, month and, and date for when it happens. But uh, a trailer, a release date out. We'll talk plenty about that. We also have a, a major casting Um Staying with Disney Plus, She-Hulk, which is a show that will be coming on at some point. Again, all this stuff is very pending considering the coronavirus pandemic in regards to when we'll actually see this stuff. But She-Hulk is a series that's coming to Disney Plus, and they have uh, an actress who will be playing Jennifer Walters. I'm actually really excited about who they selected, so we'll talk about that casting. And uh, we got to give a big congratulations and a big round of applause to uh, the Watchmen series, HBO series. Um just a mega night at the Emmys. Obviously, they had they led with the most nominations. They walked away with eleven awards, including Best Limited Series. So, um, you know, you can't say enough of of, of just how monumentous moment monumentous is that the word? I don't know. Momentous. Um, <laughs> whatever the word is, it's huge. It's a it's a significant it's a significant um it's a significant achievement uh, obviously for what we love superheroes and comic books um we've seen you know the the box office appeal that the movies have had we've seen some of the critical appeal we've had obviously with the two jokers uh winning winning oscars um but i don't i don't i don't think kendall you could correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if we've had really any major tv wins for superhero shows this is i think the only one no this is the, yeah this is the first uh this is the first Emmy for a uh, comic book series. Yeah, and and you know I would argue that some of yeah. some of the Netflix series should have got probably a little more love, but um, but I mean this was like undeniable, like this was absolutely an Emmy caliber type show. So the fact that it did so well is awesome. It only pushes the culture forward, so can't be happy enough for that. We'll talk about um about those awards and what that means for the franchise's future, which they did talk about a little bit on Sunday night, and. Some uh, some rumors. There's some rumors out there about some actors and characters we may be seeing in some uh, major Marvel and DC movies. And then stick around for the end of the show because along with those rumors, I have some things that I've been hearing with my ear to the ground on some movies that will be coming out uh, in the near future. So stick around for the end of the show. I have some uh, interesting details that I'm hearing. Not saying any is confirmed, but just stuff that I'm hearing on the ground with this stuff. So should be... A great show, and as you guys heard, Kendall uh, is my co-host. Kendall, what are you looking forward to talking about on today's show? Shamari, by the way, uh, not able to make it today, but uh, hopefully we'll have him back next week. But Kendall is here. Uh, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, yeah, um, first of all, um, interesting uh, tie-in you made there with the WandaVision trailer being dropped on Emmy night. I think that was 100%. Given the theme of the show, 100% the reason why. Right. Um, and... Didn't I didn't catch it? Uh, EJ is clearly smarter than I am because <laughs> I, I did not see that one. Um, but 
Um, now, now that I get it, uh, very, 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 uh, <laughs> very slick, uh, marketing there by marvel um almost too slick like they went right over my head but still um yeah i mean obviously the wandavision trail is gonna be exciting to talk about um because i need to hear uh, ej scoop at the end because i have no idea what it is um, yeah i've not told kendall or shamar yeah i texted them last week that i learned something learned some things not even just one thing but some things that i thought were interesting yeah um, so. yeah that, that uh that definitely intrigues me uh, and like you said, Marvel found their Allison Brie type, so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, so we'll get to the Allison Brie type. Um, it's kind of, it, you know, we'll talk about her later, but I do feel kind of like bad that that got out because like now it's not Allison Brie. I don't think anyone's disappointed in the casting, but it just seems like 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 you know the fact that they chose is extremely accomplished. Right. Um, and it's not someone I consider an Allison Brie type per se. Uh, it's just like this was the person that like I, I if I was her, I'd be like, what the hell? But anyway, um, I'm sure I'm sure she's happy just to be getting the check and getting the job. So um, nonetheless, we'll talk about She-Hulk very shortly. But let's let's start the show talking about this WandaVision trailer. Like I said, I, I did not expect to see this come out. I, I there was really we were hoping we'd be hearing something from Disney Plus regarding their Marvel series, but consider, especially considering we didn't know what the release date with the, of them would be because we were supposed to be getting Winter Soldier, and there is a lot of indication that that now looks like that would be in 2021. That's not obviously an official story on this show, but there are some uh, marketing, some things out there that are pointing to that uh, that series being delayed to 2021. We don't have a month yet, but it seems like, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to hold out on watching um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, but in regards to uh, Wandavision, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone really was expecting a trailer for sure. Um, but they definitely weren't expecting, I think, uh, uh, what we got. People love this trailer, Kendall. I was, I'll be honest, I was a little surprised at how much people love this trailer. Um, it was really good. It was really weird, which is what it should have been. I guess maybe because I. We all, we, me and you, like, and Shamari, you know, we have our ears to the ground. No, no I don't mean ears to the ground about the last or I mean ears to the ground in regards to, like, just, like, following everything that's going on and what we're hearing about what the show is going to be about. So I felt like what I saw was what I expected. It was really good. Yeah. Um, but I was really surprised at how overwhelming the, 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 the positive response was. It was, I mean, I was, I was genuinely surprised. I saw so many people, and you talk about, um, and well, I talked about the Emmy night, uh, um, you know, crossover with what they did. I don't know how many people I saw on social media, Kendall, saying that I never, ever cared about Marvel. But I think I'm going to give this show a shot because Elizabeth Olsen looks like she's doing something really crazy. And this looks really weird and fun. Um, so credit where credit is due. Um, I, I, I did enjoy this trailer. Um it, like WandaVision, like it's such a weird thing for me because with trailers, you know, I you know I want to see that the, those big OMG moments and whatever. And I don't know if this trailer gave it to you, but no. I, it, but I almost feel like this is the kind of show you can't do that with. Like you can't give OMG moments. Like I think what makes this show compelling is that you kind of walk in, kind of not knowing what the hell is going yeah, on, yeah, not understanding, yeah. So I think yeah. so. I, I so I think that they accomplished that. Um, really well and um i i enjoyed it what did you make of the trailer 
Oh, yeah. I mean, look, first of all, great to see, like, new Marvel content, you know? It's yeah, like, man. I know it's 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 a trailer, um, but, like, you've seen Paul Bettany as Vision and Scarlet and Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch again. I mean, it feels like it's been an eternity. <laughs> and um, so, you know, very excited for that in general. Um, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the crossover ability about this or the, you know, the reachability um, in terms of the audience and bringing in different demographics and different people that maybe aren't your typical Marvel uh, fan to come in and watch this because I think we've seen Disney Plus um, kind of act as that kind of platform. And I think that's something that they want to get across with all of these Marvel shows and all of their limited series. I think we saw The Mandalorian. You know, people assume that was just going to be your average Star Wars show. Then Baby Yoda shows up, and now everyone's got to see it. It becomes bigger than Star Wars. WandaVision, while yes, has its has your is going to bring in your stereotypical Marvel fan, is also going to be something where if you're look if you're a uh, an historian of of television, and you just you you love television and you love the history of television, you're going to want to see WandaVision. To see what Marvel and Disney are willing to do with that, um, like you said, if you're a fan of Elizabeth Olsen, this seems like it's going to going to be a very interesting uh, project for her. So, um, and I think you see that across all of the Disney Plus series. I think maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably the most Marvel, like just Marvel, Marvel. But like you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of a lot of barriers broken with Miss Marvel. You know, Moon Knight should be very interesting depending on what they do with that. Um, She-Hulk will definitely be very interesting depending on what they do with that. You know, I think that there's going to be some, uh, and Loki is another one that will be probably more out there and more trying to draw in a lot of people rather than a, a, a you know, more tighter fan base. So, um, definitely interesting marketing for, by Marvel, but no, this trailer I thought was really cool. Um, I agree that like nothing in there surprised me. Because we knew we knew what to expect. We've been reading all the, you know, some of the stuff isn't stuff that Marvel even put out. It's just people have connections and, like you said, ear to the ground stuff where you're like, oh yeah, this is the same stuff that's been reported for months. Um, some of the stuff that hasn't been that 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 has been reported that we didn't see in the trailer that we kind of expect will show up. You know, a lot of a lot of ties to a lot to, you know, potentially Doctor Strange and other characters showing up and you know and you know none of that was portrayed necessarily in this trailer so um i think they still have plenty to they still have plenty to show um what may have seemed like a lot to a lot of people like wow there's a lot going on in this show i, <laughs> I don't think they've seen anything yet so um yeah i mean it was definitely it was definitely a trippy kind of experience to watch that trailer but i think that that's the uh, that's the intended feeling um they're very like you said played very close to the vest um you don't know much about the characters um but again we have an idea of certain characters that may show up um they kind of introduce you to this agnes character um yeah that we don't know really anything about um i have my guesses on on (laughs) who that character is and um you know, as a as an X Men fan and X Men Evolution fan, um, you know, Scarlet Witch uh, has a lot of close ties to Agatha Harkness, and yeah. you know, she's somebody that you know you think of the name Agnes, 
and Agatha Harkness, you kind of wonder if it's a play on words there. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, I thought this was, I thought this was a cool trailer. Uh, I'm excited for this show. It, what do you make of the the just the timeline? Because we talked about this for a while. We kind of knew this was going to come, but this is now kind of the confirmation. What do you make of the fact that they've been able to 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 swap Falcon and Winter Soldier, which should be out by now, with WandaVision? Do you think that this means that WandaVision is pretty contained or vice versa? Yeah, I, I think because I was trying to think about this, too, is that, you know, how they it was just flip flop in certain ways. I think what they I think what they're doing is I think that certain movies will be attached really only to certain certain shows will really only linked to certain movies. So as long right. as those movies don't have major crossover, it's fine. So. Right. Here's what, so I'll, I'll say this. I think, I think that Falcon Winter Soldier probably has deep ties to Black Widow, is my guess. Um, and I might, my other guess would be that, and this is a more solid guess, is WandaVision has big ties to Dark Doctor Strange. I think in their head they're like, well, not, Doctor Strange and and um, and and you know uh, Black Widow they don't really tie in too much. At least not anything these shows would reveal would mess anything up in regards to, like, spoiling something that we are supposed to see in a different movie. So I, I think that, you know, they they probably are okay with these first few movies. It may, excuse me, shows. It may be a little harder as you get later on. But um, but that, that's the way I took it. I think that, you know, they're saying that you have to watch... You know, they're saying that you should watch these shows if you want to know everything that's going on in these movies. So... If I'm taking them for, at their word for it, and I don't think they're lying, uh, I think what's happening is certain certain projects are going to be attached to more closely to certain movies. And as long as those movies don't have... As long as nothing from the show is somehow going to be spoiling a different movie that hasn't come out, that has, hasn't come out yet, that's coming out after the movie that it's linked to. I know that may be confusing for the audience, but I hope you guys are staying with me. I think that that will be fine. Yeah, um, I think I think your logic hits the nail on the head right there. I think that um, and it's very interesting because Marvel hasn't really acted like that in the past. Typically, no. you know, they've been very strict about these things have to. It's why we're so we've been so adamant about Black Widow having to come out as soon as possible, uh, ideally. Yeah, because we're thinking um, that it's going to just mess up the entire timeline and just push right. everything back. You know, which, I mean, in theory, like, I mean, look, if Black Widow comes out after Eternals, like, at the end of the world, are the two, are the two movies connected? I mean, obviously, like, that's not going to happen, but just in theory, like, uh, that schedule is not that important. But, um, but like, in historically, like, Marvel, they haven't really cared about that. But I would, I would, I would agree that there's no reason why WandaVision should be closely tied to Falcon Winter Soldier. So, I mean, unless there's something like, you know, unless it's like just some super mega event where something crazy happens, like a snap situation where it's like, wow, now the world's completely changed. Um, but it, it, considering that they changed the timeline or they, they switched the release dates, it makes you think that there is no event like that. Um, that affects everybody. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I, I think that's, that's, interesting that they played it that way um it's also interesting because they they um they had a a shot in the in the trailer people are kind of some people kind of pointed out it could be nothing but um 
one of the the wine bottles that they had was it was written in yeah uh, I believe it was in I'm guessing Italian uh, it could have been Latin or something it was not uh, it was not English written in some uh, foreign language yeah <laughs> um, but the the translation meant house of uh, and the the thing was something something mem- mepris and but the the translation was house of mepris people are all oh, house of m is that a is that an easter egg i mean yeah. a very clear shot of the bottle you know i mean i feel like again they put certain things in there and i think they know these people they know people are gonna catch that i mean they're not stupid um could mean nothing but uh we we again having our ears to the ground we've heard for a while that you know house of them could be a uh an inspiration for the story so I don't know. I mean, this this is going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited to see Paul Bettany. I mean, how about the shot of him in that goofy looking vision? <laughs> yeah, his Halloween costume was a yeah, cost- yeah the, a kind of accurate vision costume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, which is so funny because like his his costume, like nobody thinks like, oh man, I wish Vision was more like the comic books. Like everyone thinks like his like costume is pretty spot yeah. on. So it was funny that like not only did you know Wanda, who clearly her costume is not you know her normal costume is not anything close to what we're used to seeing in most accounts um it's funny to see that them even take vision and be like well let's make this even more like the comic books and just see how crazy yeah yeah yeah. you did it throw back to captain america um you got to mention obviously monica rambeau was in this trailer yes um she looks like she was like literally shot into a whole different dimension um and somehow maybe ended up in the wandavision realm any thoughts on what you think is going on with her? I I have I have no idea. Um, we haven't seen this actress right yet, right? No. Yeah, this is going to be her first uh, project, so I don't know. I, I you know Monica Rambeau when they announced her, I believe it was at Comic Con. It was um, it was a surprise then. You know, I was like, wow, how's she going to play a factor in this? So I, I I don't know. I mean, you know. Uh, is, is it a, a, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. I mean, is it a sword? Or like I, well, a lot of people are I, saying that they think that that's what whatever happened to her was, was she was she was working with sword or something, or that maybe um, that's where she ended up being landed into, like that, that group that, that eventually surrounded her when she fell to the ground. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is going to, I mean, look, this is going to be a, 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 a big time show. Um, I think there's no no doubt about it. You know, I think once people give it a chance, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Um, I just think that the, the only concern, I, look, I think Marvel wanted to start with Falcon and Winter Soldier because I think they knew it was the safest thing to start with. Yeah, like it's Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's action packed. Or you said tie to Black Widow, like it's it's, it's, it's easy money. You know, people punching money. people in the face. Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> You know, like it's what you when you think of Marvel, you think of what you think of what Falcon Winter Soldier would probably be. WandaVision is going to be closer to things that we've seen, probably like Legion and Doom Patrol. Yeah. You know, and I think Marvel, that's going to be the only issue is that you're selling people and this is a Marvel studio show. It's going to be like Avengers. It's going to be like, you know, (laughs) Spider-Man. And and they get what WandaVision is going to be, which is going to be nothing like those. That's the only concern. 
And it would have been much easier to sell WandaVision had you already had Falcon and Winter Soldier out. Yeah. And which would have been great, probably. Uh, which will be great, probably. But now it's going to be like. It's going to be a, a, a tougher. I won't say it's going to be. It's, it's, look, it's, it's going to be a sell. Like, people are going to watch it, but it's probably going to be good. But it's going to be a little more tricky to sell because now you got to, you know, people's attention spans for a show that, you know, we haven't seen any of them yet. Um, people's attention spans will have to be a little uh, sharper. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah. But look, if, if Benedict Cumberbatch shows up, that changes the whole. <laughs> changes the whole game, right? So yeah, and and you know, last thing I'll say on this is 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 the one thing I think is the only thing I'm hoping for, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm hoping for, uh, you know, someone to to look a hero to look bad or anything like that, but Wanda has a very complicated place in the Marvel universe, uh, and right now, based on how they've kind of written her, though you did have the incident. Uh, in Civil War, the beginning where she, you know, tries to save the people and she blows up a building, um, which of course wasn't really her fault, but you know, her place in the Marvel Universe is is is, is very unique and very complicated and nuanced, and a lot of that has to do with her own mental instability. And you know, I'm not, I don't think, and I think there were some hints here that maybe that was happening. But if there's anything I do hope, I do hope that we do get some of that. Like, I do hope that it isn't all just, oh, she's being, like, manipulated completely, and that's why she's doing whatever she's doing, you know? Like, I, I just hope that, that they do, you know, explore that aspect in, of having uh, someone who's a superhero, who's done heroic things, who, you know, suffers through mental illness. Like, I think that that's important. I know Marvel tends to be a little bit more... Um, kind of, you know, they kind of be a little more safe, as you said earlier. So I don't know if they want to have a person who was is literally a member of the Avengers look like that. Um, I could definitely see them maybe suggesting to do something a little more safer and just have like Agatha Harkness be kind of the person behind everything. But I, I, I do hope that they they kind of take a strong stance with Wanda and maybe kind of peel back some of the uh, hurt that she's gone through now that she's lost uh, her brother and you know we'll see what the deal is with vision i mean i don't know what this is like nobody knows what is going on um, so but i just hope that is like they don't kind of like whitewash like any of like this and just put it all on some villain i hope that a lot of this does kind of have to deal with her and then maybe her having to have to have some kind of redemption in dealing with it like all of us have to deal with it so, um, do we think that? Because this is the this is the last thing I want to I want to ask a one of you, and it's the big it's kind of the big elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned. We've mentioned a lot of things, we mentioned pretty much everything in regards to this show, except for one thing. Um, and we've talked about it before, but it's best we uh re re uh reignite our our beliefs on the on on the subject. Do we think that there's going to be a any sort of X-Men, any sort of mutants, any sort of Magneto uh, tie-in with Um, Because there's obviously no tie no. I mean, besides the House of M potential Easter egg, there's no real yeah. mention of that, which we wouldn't expect in a trailer. But... And a lot of this is all, like, kind of subjective. Like, what is... What would you consider, like, a big thing? Like, could it be something very small? Maybe. I, I don't see a big reveal 
of like Magneto or something. Like, I, I can't see that happening. I could see something smaller happening. Uh, that's a nod to mutants and the X Men. But um, so they, there's gonna be no reference of like, oh, your father, quote unquote. You know, it's possible. Or- it's it's possible. I mean, I you know, again, I'm someone who likes to see. You know, a lot of people who don't read comics, um, they don't kind of like. Uh, you know, they don't kind of know what's going on in the comic books. Sometimes the comic books will kind of be uh, kind of a, a peek at what maybe the movies are thinking. Yeah. And in the in the comic books, they kind of retcon Wanda to not actually be Magneto's kid. Like, it was, they did something, I, I, forgive me on what, how they did it, but it came out that, oh, she actually isn't even a mutant. And that kind of made her even more hated amongst mutants because they were like, you got rid of all of us. You weren't even one of us. And I, I hate it, by the way. And I love everything they're doing with the mutants right now with uh, um, Charles Jonathan Hickman, who's doing the X-Men stuff right now. And to be fair, I think that, that whatever they... I read that in his book, but I think they did that before him. But either way, I, I, I hate that. I, I, I love that no. she's uh, she's Magneto's daughter. And I love that Pietro is Magneto's daughter. And I think that... Um, so, I, But I, I say that only to say that I, when I saw that, it made me think, oh, this is kind of their way to kind of distance themselves from the X-Men. Not only you know in the movies, which obviously they, they had to because there was they couldn't mention them, but also down in the comics, you know, one is not even a mutant. And it's like that seems kind of corny, and I hope that they retcon it back to fix it. But I, I say that only to say that you know they may say, well, look in the comics right now, she we we revealed that she actually isn't a mutant, so we don't got to go down this road. But it sucks because I, I feel I, like that's one of the biggest things that makes Wanda interesting. My my bold prediction. Yeah. I think whatever happens in this show, something will get explained in regards to how we're going to get the X-Men, how we're going to get mutants in the MCU in this show. I think it's going to be, I think there's a better chance it'll be in Strange, but um, this would, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I think yeah. it's unlikely. Cause yeah, I, I don't maybe it's a tie. Yeah. Maybe like, it's like a link to Dr. Strange that ends up being the movie that reveals and puts forth everything. But yeah. I would even go further to say, like, coming out of this movie, coming out of this show will be like, wow, so this is how they're doing the X-Men. Wow. I mean, it would. It, it would. It's going to be all tied into And that would make this show worth being the first one. Yeah. If they, that's oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. They had that. Yeah, I mean, that's all we care about right now. I mean, not all we care about, but that's the one of the biggest things we yeah, care it's about. The top three on the yeah. list of Marvel things. Yeah, Marvel's really got to. They're really gonna have to figure out a way to not have, because they have you know great investment in you know Shang Chi and other projects. You know, a new Thor movie. Like they, they're not to really do a good job of keeping the fans' eye on the ball with so many projects that are coming out soon. And and that's the only thing. That's kind of the thing that makes me kind of hesitate that it'll be something in Wandavision because I feel like once you do that in Wandavision. I'm not saying I don't care about Shang-Chi or Thor, Love and Thunder, or some of these other projects, but it's like, man, I, like it's like, get me to when the mutants and the Fantastic Four are showing up. And yeah. everyone else kind of gets put back to the side. Like The whole point of using these characters was because you didn't have those other characters. So it was, it was elevating them and putting them over, as we would say in wrestling. And you want to talk about a way to bury them? I mean, <laughs> the first Marvel thing we see in a year, <laughs> you bring up mutants? I'm not caring about Shang-Chi anymore. Like, you know, it's yeah. sorry. Like, it's until I see something, you know, and if I see a yeah. trailer, it's amazing. Of course, that'll change. But 
until then, once that happens, all my focus is is, is, is changed. So that's gonna be something there. I have to pay. Can't wait for Shang-Chi, man. That's gonna be crazy. Yo, man, like of kung fu marvel movie like they do it well yo that could be yeah epic with all the characters that we haven't seen like all the different kind of miscellaneous marvel characters that probably don't fit into a whole movie or movie franchise but they could use as throw off throwaways and now that they even the even the fact that the iron fist characters now are back in play yeah who knows just show up like yeah wow you know there's a lot of people who who could be kind of white type you know yeah, could we get a White Tiger uh, debut? Like, it's a lot of possibilities. Um, let's uh, let's let's move on now, though. Let's talk about another big story this week. Tatiana Malzani is officially well. I don't think Marvel announced it, but it was widely reported. Um, she's been cast to play Jennifer Walters in the Disney Plus series She Hulk. She Hulk will obviously not only be in on Disney Plus. But they will also have She-Hulk probably appearing in Marvel movies, almost certainly appearing in Marvel movies in the future. So Tatiana Mazzani, she is Emmy Award winner. She was the star of Orphan Black, which is a show that I now will commit to watching. I have not watched yet. I've had now two people who I I trust greatly. One, my girlfriend. But other, a uh, shout out to Maddie Hartman, who you've, you've heard her, I think, maybe once on a, super, on a sports talk show way back in the day. Um, shout out to her. She works at Sneaker Goods. Um, both of them have talked about not only how great Orphan Black is, but just how incredible Malzani is as an actress, an actress. In, in, the, in the lead in the lead role there. And I'm excited about the casting because to me this this makes all the sense in the world. You know, you're looking, you have a character who, in many ways, kind of is two personalities. And while you know, obviously. Jennifer doesn't go through like the kind of transformation that you know Bruce does when they when they Hulk out, you know, you know Jennifer when she's She Hulk is different. She's a little more, uh, she's way more confident. She has way more kind of swagger, and you know she's not like the you know the hard laced kind of like lawyer that she is when she's not um, She Hulk. And Tatiana Manzani literally won an Emmy playing millions, like I don't know, millions, but like several different people in the same series. Uh, so you take an actress who has great comfortability in playing multiple roles within one series and you get her to be the lead in your show, the biggest show you have on the Marvel slate where you need someone to be able to play different personalities. I mean, what more can you say? This seems, looks like another home run. Um, I thought the, uh, I thought the casting of, of, um, of uh of uh well, I can't remember now. Um <laughs> uh Kang, sorry. Uh, uh Kang last week was 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 a knockout a knock out of the park. I think this also is uh seems to be uh great casting. Yeah. Um like I said last week, I, I trust Marvel with these castings. Um you know, they know better than me what they're looking for with with uh the She Hulk character. They have better sources in Hollywood than I do, um, so I ter- I totally trust them with this casting. Um, and look, She Hulk's not a casting where like I think it's got to be one particular person. Like I mean, would I have like you know like w- there are certain people that would have been like more high profile. Like I mean, Gina Carano, Ronda Rousey would have been like you know bigger names, but bigger names in terms of like the you know 
what you would typically think of She-Hulk necessarily. But, um, but no, I mean, this is, uh, this, this should, this should definitely be interesting. I think the timeline of the casting is interesting. Um, you know, we had them, they announced the director of the project last week. And then a couple of days later, they announced, uh, uh, Malzani as She-Hulk. Um, and also, uh, Jessica Gao, who uh, wrote for Rick and Morty, lead writer. Yes. And Cat yes. Caro from uh, Dead to Me is the director you're, you're referring to. Yes. And we also got directors for uh, Miss Marvel, who um, were also directors for uh, Bad Boys for Life. So I, I feel like we're also going to be getting a Kamala Khan announcement imminently. Could be this week. We'll probably be talking about it next week. If not next week, then the week after. Um, I'm sure they probably already know who it is. And so, look, a lot of a lot of things starting to shape up. I guess the only question then would be, what's the deal with Moon Knight? You know, this was supposed to be a three a three pronged uh, situation. Now, obviously, they're not all going to release at the same time. So maybe maybe this suggests that She Hulk is is first on the docket, and that Miss Marvel will be after. She-Hulk, and then Moon Knight is farther, farther, furthest along in its development. But that—that's—that's that's the question I have. Is you know we've all been wondering about She-Hulk, uh, Moon Knight. You know we we all assume I think that we're going to get a much bigger name for Moon Knight than we will we will for uh, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Um, you know people throwing out Keanu Reeves, people throwing out Shia LaBeouf. I, I don't you know we'll see what ends up being the case with Moon Knight, but it is it is interesting that t- how that timeline is starting to play out. But no, this is this is exciting. Um you know, some people probably some people pointed out she's a little smaller, um, not the tallest actress, but you know, she all grows, I believe. I believe General General Foster yes. grows. Yes, so um that could be part of the character as well. Um so you know, I think this is I mean, I'm excited for the series. I mean I'm excited for the series. I think I'm sure her and Ruffalo will probably have good chemistry. Um, and She-Hulk is, uh, is definitely a show I'm excited about. Probably the one that I'm most excited about. But I will say that what we what we saw recently with Kamala Khan and the Avengers game does intrigue me about what they could do. And what the kind of stakes and the kind of, uh, you know, like the 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 hype that they're going to put behind this, this show. You know, I think putting her in the game, not a coincidence. Like they, they're going to try they, the timing of the game with then announcing her casting probably a month later is not a coincidence. So, um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. And, um, like you said, uh, Adil al Ari and Bilal Fala will be, uh, leading uh miss marvel so that'll be a project that i i agree marvel clearly has i think big stakes in you know they've mentioned how brie larson by their accounts i i wonder if they would feel this way today um but they were saying is the face of marvel moving forward um so any character is going to be connected or linked in any way to that character is a is a made man or made woman you know it's like in wrestling again we call that the bump you know you know the person standing next to triple h is gonna get the bump because they're next to triple h 
And you no, know, obviously Miss Marvel was not like a sidekick or anything, but just even just the just wearing the logo, just wearing the colors, it, it puts and, and and having that connection there, it it sets a different um standard. So this is gonna be a huge casting whenever we do get it. I'm excited a lot for this She Hulk. Um and I, I'm hoping that um I, I'm I'm curious what Ruffalo's involvement will be. I know it, he will have involvement, but I guess my question is just how involved will he be? I don't really need him to be all up in it, you know. I, I need him to to be there when we need him to be. But um, but I'm hoping that you know Malzani and She Hulk really get you know the the center stage here. And you know Marvel needed this week. You know we got uh you know we had as I said on the show, you know DC really to me felt like they were kind of just dominating headlines recently. We really heard nothing from Marvel and. No fault really of their own. I mean, you can't really announce a lot of things when you have you know a movie, a big movie that's supposed to be a, a big kind of opening to your new phase. You can't release it now. Now we would argue you should release it, but that's another story for another day. Regardless, you can't release your movie, and you're a tied in. You know, you're a tied in universe, so you can't say this thing's gonna happen or this thing has been announced because maybe somehow it steps on Black Widow in some way or maybe stepping on maybe doing that will step on another movie that you haven't dropped yet or is supposed to drop soon and maybe you couldn't have done that so it's um it's a it's a tough position but this was a, a good week for Marvel and I think especially we can go back to the majors casting last week you got majors last week Malzani this week uh we got some uh, stuff with uh, obviously the WandaVision trailer and um and, and now Miss Marvel stuff too so Thing is starting to come along a little bit, you know. We see uh, I don't know if you saw the set picture they put of uh, Winter Soldier, um, you know. So so and they're shooting again. So yeah, did you see? Apparently, Mulan made, according to Yahoo, uh, there's stats are saying that Mulan made two hundred sixty one million for Di- for Disney, and that that would be an insanely great number to me on a on just like I don't know anything about. Yeah this kind of thing but yeah. to me for a movie that you didn't think you were gonna be able to put out and we saw what like Tenet did if you really did make 200 million off of 20, it based on or 260 you know in the last how many weeks it would have been now two three weeks yeah that's a that's I, I don't believe it and that's a movie that's <laughs> had a ton of controversy that you know people were not really enthused to see necessarily now imagine Black Widow I mean, they're making double, they're making four hundred. I mean, I don't know. At I'd some point, definitely, got... it's definitely making. I don't know double, but it's definitely making. I think more. Probably thirty percent <laughs> more, maybe you know, like fifty percent more. It's making more. So and you get to keep all of the bank. You don't got to worry about any theater, theater contracts and stuff. I mean, I think I, I still think we'll get. Black Widow on Disney Plus. I tend um, to feel that way nope. too. I don't know about November, but I feel I tend to feel that way too. I tend to feel like we will get Black Widow on Disney Plus soon, and it will be this year. I you know I'm not I don't feel strongly about it. If you ask me how confident, I'd be like fifty five, forty five. I think I think it is like you can go both ways, but I think if you ask me, I'd lean towards that they will put it out on Disney Plus this year. And to me, I mean, they, you know, people are talking about, you know, I know, you know, uh, I guess it was uh, Wonder Woman that's doing the Christmas 
um, really to me like yo a Christmas release on a on the app for Black Widow are you kidding me the yeah, you know, would do come on now families coming together all this like come on it's that well, seems yeah. too easy yeah that seems too easy I don't I don't know what what is kind of holding them up because I don't because that to me just seems like holiday season you put out Black Widow and people can't go to the theaters but people will maybe see their families because it's, it's the holidays and they'll take that risk and they'll say well we're, we're gonna all watch I mean come on like I don't know it, it does you know we go on that we beat that dead horse a million times but it just doesn't make sense to me but I'm excited uh, Marvel seems to be kicking into high gear hopefully that means that um we'll be getting more news regarding some of their other properties things we want to see now like Black Widow and things we'll see in the future uh, I do want to talk quickly about Watchmen. So again, you know, I said at the top of the show, they deserve a ton of credit and a big round of applause for their just stellar night at the Emmys, winning Best Limited Series. Um, Regina King and Yahya Abdul-Mateen also uh, also won um, awards. Damon Damon Lindelof, Cora Jefferson won awards. I mean, it was just uh, shout out to Nine Inch Nails and uh, Trevor Reznor and Atticus Ross. They even got awards for best uh, uh, music composition in a limited series. I mean, they just they were just taking everything. I mean, it was best casting, best cinematography, best fantasy sci-fi costumes. You know, costuming we knew that was a wrap. You know, <laughs> you know, costuming in that show was nuts. And you know, it's just a, a great accomplishment. You know, and you know, obviously with this great night come the immediate questions of what what's the deal? We're gonna see a season two. And Lindelof pretty much backed off of that again. He says that, you know, he's done. He, he has no interest in doing a season two. And the people at HBO seem to be, for now, obliging. Kenna, what do you make of the of the big night from Watchmen? And what do you think of what the future holds? Yeah, shout out Watchmen. Um, definitely deserving of everything at one. Um, we knew this was one of those situations. This was like a Spider-Verse. Um, you know, where you go, we were at Comic-Con and we saw the debut yeah. of the show. And, you know, it was like Spider-Verse, like Iron Fist, where you just know sometimes the show is going to be great. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm joking. Uh, but nah. Uh, Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, Iron Fist. Uh, we did. We, 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 we'll, we'll continue to admit we missed the ball on that one. But uh, Watchmen, we knew that one was going to be spectacular. Um that first episode, anybody that's seen that first episode knows that, yeah, you, you gotta watch the rest of the show. Like, there is no there is no conversation about uh, whether or not we should watch it, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a spectacular show. Um, you know, we talked about it before, you know, I've, I've been more on the camp of, you know, I think that this is, uh, this could be some, some negotiation ploys uh, from Linda Law, from HBO. I I, I think in his heart of hearts, I don't think he wants to do another season. I agree with that. Do I think he has a number that would make him do it? Potentially. Um, and do I think HBO wants to do it? Yes. I think HBO wants to do it. Uh, I think they really want Damon Lindelof to be behind it. Um, I think they feel less comfortable about it without Damon Lindelof involved. Um, but if they, But they may not have a choice. And if it comes to that, I think they may... They may just put it out anyway. You know, sometimes these these deals are about money, and you have a, a brand right now that is that is just red hot. Why wouldn't you 
I don't know. Why would you capitalize on it? Um, so, I don't know. Warren Media, that's, that goes above my head, but in regards to what they want for their portfolio, but I would think that Washington is something at the top of their list, especially after what we saw with the Emmys, and you know, regardless of whether or not Damon Lindelof is involved, I think Watchmen could still be very good. Um, although Lindelof is an absolute genius when it comes to this this property. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't, I don't think he wants to do it. Uh, or I rather, I do. Yeah, I don't think he wants to do it. I, I agree with that. I think that, um, I think he he had a vision for a specific thing. It's just like any comic book writer who's writing a limited series has a vision for a specific thing. And it's not to say they don't have, you know, some ideas or some ways in which you would see it moving forward. But I think that I, I don't I don't necessarily think this is a negotiation for him. I think that, you know, if whatever number he wanted, I think HBO would give him. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't no. see... This being a thing where it's uh, penny pinching, right? Yeah, I, I just think that if this really did come down to money, he would just say, "Look, this is the number," and he would, they, we would have a season two. So, I don't think he wants to do it. it doesn't mean he won't ever want to do it, but um, but I, I think right now this is kind of where it stands. And I've said it on the show; it's an unpopular opinion, I think, but I am cool with that. It hurts. <laughs> Is, you know, it's not easy. You know, would I love a season two? Yeah, season two would be awesome. But I feel like this show plays well as a season one only. Like, I just think that it, it's a beginning and end. Yes, there's a cliffhanger, but I just feel like the cliffhanger kind of would take, it like takes you to a whole different place and it becomes a different journey. And I just feel like the whole conspiracy around season one, like, Based on how they, there is no real conspiracy with season two. It's just more of what the character journey is for Angela moving forward. And not to say I don't want to see that, but I don't think it's conducive to like just a like great season two necessarily, unless they find some other larger story to tell. It just seemed like, you know, we saw in the show how the conspiracy spans decades, like a lot of decades, not like three, like like eight or nine decades, like. The, you know, the, the conspiracies, you know, date all the way back to the Tulsa riots. So, to me, like, this is something really, really built up to this thing. And it came out beautifully. I just think to try to recreate the wheel, it's not necessarily, I would love to see them try it. But I, I, I would have some doubts whether or not they could do it. So, um, yeah, no, I'm cool if this is, if this is it. But I, I do want to, again, give them one more time a big round of applause for um for just this incredible run they had and to see you know it's just awesome to see so many people who you know yeah the superhero they may like superhero movies every now and then or whatever but you know people that aren't you know like us and they aren't this hardcore fans who live and die by the superhero media and to see how they embrace this show so quickly and i know the hbo branding helps a ton like that can't be overstated i'm not saying that this show is in any way overrated or overhyped or isn't getting the praise it deserved, but you know, just having HBO on it and being on that channel does change things for a lot of people, and I think it did absolutely elevate this show. But it, to me, it just elevated it to the level that it it was. It elevated to the to the to the standard that it was. I'm just glad people 
we're paying attention, you know, because maybe if this was on a different network or whatever, we wouldn't have had the same eyeballs. We wouldn't have the same acclaim because it's not HBO. So, you know, first of all, shout out to HBO for, for taking the plunge um, and doing this. And, and again, a shout out to Lindelof for having what I thought was a really great true to form um, and, and, a, and a great adaptation of what is, you know, just like godly source material when it comes to like you know the superhero medium you know we talk about you know the the most epic of epic stories i mean watchman is is my rushmore so the fact that he was able to ad- do his adaptation taking the story into the future and doing it in such a way that was satisfying all the praise in the world to that whole crew excellent job let's uh let's move on now kendall let's talk about two some a couple different rumors that we've seen floating out there that i thought were um, intriguing and interesting, or earlier you pointed them out to me, and I thought that they were interesting and, and intriguing. One being, and this is a shout out to Daniel RPK. He was one who who put this out there on his Patreon. He says that in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is a movie we talked about a lot in the show, considering you know we were talking about WandaVision earlier. He says that uh, there are plenty of high profile cameos that will be happening in the film. And among them could include Tom Cruise as Iron Man in an alternate universe. So this would be a nod to the 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 push by Tom Cruise to play Iron Man back in the 90s. He was pushing hard to produce and star in an Iron Man movie as early as 1998. And it may make sense. He, he would make sense as a, as a potential Iron Man casting. Obviously, it's weird now considering we've had Robert Downey all these years. But um, but even and even with that, even with that news, it still is interesting considering we just had Robert Downey in Iron Man. Uh, I'll start with this one real quickly, Kendall. What do you make of this uh, potential appearance? Um. Look, I think the the concept of Doctor Strange having a lot of different the multiverse thing is going to be interesting. Um, so the the fact that they have a lot of different avenues for a lot of major cameos, I think, is definitely interesting. Um, I don't necessarily think we'll see the Tom Cruise one uh, exactly. You know, I, I, that could have been more of a something that was floated as like the the con the the concept of what they're thinking about. Um, I mean, if Daniel RPK was that on the money and he got that, and that, then that would be an, one, it'd be an impressive scoop, but two, it'd just be, well, wow, you know, this movie's far in advance and they were already locked in Tom Cruise. I mean, that'd be an excellent way to utilize Tom Cruise in the MCU, but uh, something that we haven't seen, but um, would be, it would definitely be interesting. Uh, it seems unlikely, but it definitely does open, open the doors for a lot of different interesting things that they could do. Um, you know, I mean, we've talked, we've talked about like, what are they gonna do with Iron Man? You know, they, Iron Man is a pillar character in the Marvel universe, and Robert Downey Jr. doesn't necessarily seem interested in portraying him consistently anymore. So, is he just gonna be a guy that pops in and out? I mean, he's dead, obviously, in the in the in the canon. So he's gonna be a guy that pops in and out as, as, in terms of cameos, um, or do you? Do you wait until the the MCU is done, this current iteration of the MCU, before you tie in future Mar- Marvel movies with 
a different Tony Stark? Or do you or do you recast in a way in which you go into a different universe and find a different actor to portray Tony Stark? Um, that's something that we haven't talked about really, but that's it. it if it's, if it's going to happen, it would happen in this movie. At least this movie would set up the possibilities of that. Um, I mean, we talked about it. Uh, uh, what was it last week or two weeks ago with Black Panther? You know, we don't know what they're going to do in terms of, um, you know, the the T'Challa character going forward. But um, is this a way in which they introduce they reintroduce the T'Challa character? Um, is this a way in which they reintroduce a different Captain America? That's not Chris Evans. Um, I don't know. I mean, these are all Chris Evans seems like he's a little more likely to wear if he if they really wanted him back. I mean, it would take a lot of money, probably, and a lot of convincing. But um, I don't think they're like they don't think they need another Captain America right now. But um, but these are all questions people have, um, as well as you talked about with the X Men and things of that nature. So uh, Doctor Strange is going to be a movie that could have um, arguably the biggest ramifications for all these movies. Uh, going forward in the Marvel universe. I mean, I know we know Black Widow is going to be important for a particular reason. We don't know what yet, but uh, we know that movie is going to be important. Um, we assume Eternals is going to be something major about Eternals that we don't know also. Um, that should, that, that'll be interesting to see, but Doctor Strange certainly looks like one that could be uh, really, really pivotal in the future of the MCU. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... I, I agree. You know, I think that um, to me, you know, we always talk about, you know, Marvel, when they don't have an Avengers movie, they will have kind of an Avengers, an Avengers adjacent or an Avengers light to kind of fill the gap. You know, we've seen Captain America Civil War play that role. We've seen Iron Man 2 fill that role. I think that they want to continue to do that. And I think to me, especially, you know, now that the timeline's all screwed up, but Doctor Strange was very much originally a May movie. We know the May date is the 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 big, big, big Marvel date that they they circle. That's the one that they drop their biggest movies on. So the fact that Doctor Strange, which it's an important franchise, a big franchise, but it's not as big as Doc, you know, Black Panther, obviously, Captain Marvel. You know, they don't they don't own Spider Man, but whoever Spider Man is in that realm, he's behind him. So the fact that Doctor Strange got that billing tells you that this is going to be something major and they're going to try to do something huge. So it's the Tom Cruise thing. I don't know how serious I take it, but I do think that there will be major leaps to try to, I don't want to say make shock value, but I, I think to, to really kind of like uh, give the fans, you know, a lot to talk about for the summer or now it has to be for the fall, I guess, whenever they moved it back to. So look, I, I'm not, I, I personally don't need to see Tom Cruise's Iron Man. I, I, I don't need to see that. That seems to be kind of, to me, kind of like a, a a reference and a pull that is like something that nobody really thinks about or cares about. So so it's like, you know, if, if you know, especially if you're going to do it as like a, just a one-off, I mean, it's just like, I, it's fine. You know, and, and look, maybe they write something extremely awesome and it's really well done and it's great. But just like Tony... Oh, jeez, well, I just called him Tony. Robert, who, you know, played that character and did such an exceptional job, and we saw this, the emotional uh, way in which he went out. I, I don't need to see anybody being Tony Stark. Like, that's not something I, I'm rushing to see. That's just not something that needs to be done. That's something that we can wait 
a very long time for. And I almost feel like going to Tom Cruise, like he's such a mega star. It's just like that just seems weird. So look, anything could be done well and prove me wrong. I'm not going to say that I, I, I refuse to never want to see something like this, but I, I don't need to see it. You know, they, they, I would like to see maybe what other ideas they're kicking around. I don't really believe it, to be honest. I, I don't know if it's something that I feel like maybe something they thought about. I can't imagine that they're like seriously in talks with Tom Cruise to get him on, which is to be fair, is not what Daniel said. But um, I think that they're still a little ways away and they're trying to figure out exactly what this story and movie is going to be. The other story I thought that was that you pointed out to me that was interesting as well was uh, again another movie. I feel like these movies, Kendall, with um, not only Doctor Strange but also The Flash, I feel like they're like distant cousins almost. Because to me, like they're kind of it's, it feels and sounds like they're kind of trying to do similar things. Because uh, rumors came out this week, and this was uh, uh, from Fandom Wire that you know. We, they've they've told us that this is going to be a movie that has a lot of DC characters and a lot of people in it. Um, that's what Mushinetti has told us. That's what everyone, part of the project has told us. Um, but Fandom Wire really went kind of further with it and saying that not only will we be seeing, um, you know, the Batman, uh, that's Michael Keaton, that, that we, you know, you know we, we that's been kind of reported and, and we're expecting that to happen, but that, they're also trying to work to get possibly uh, Christian Bale and Val Kilmer and George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell in this movie as well. Obviously, Kilmer, Bale, Clooney all played Batman. Chris O'Donnell played Robin and Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Kendall. Um, and then also, by the way, uh, Grant Gustin, who plays The Flash on television, also set to appear in the movie. Before we get to Gustin, Kendall, quickly, what do you make of the Batman? All the Batmen. You know, this is, you know, uh, Batman into the Batverse. This is what this sounds like. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I think it's a little odd. Um, I, yeah, I think it's very odd. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think it's a little odd. You know, I think there, this should be met by a lot, with a lot of excitement from people um, about the possibility of, wow, you're going to get bail, we're getting. Clooney and you know we're getting Chris O'Donnell and Val Kilmer potentially and we already know we're getting Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck like but this isn't a Batman movie this would be cool if this right. is Lego Batman but I, this is supposed to be a Flash movie and we're getting every single Batman we've ever had that's the, every living Batman that we have so that is now, look, maybe this is something where they're not, like, they're not going to put all these characters in this movie. They're going after each one individually, and maybe they have a pecking order of guys that they want, um, but that we're not going to get five Batman in the movie. You know, they want Affleck, they want Keaton, maybe they'll get one of Kilmer or Clooney uh, type of situation. But I don't need all these Batman. Now, you know, there's also the report Nicolas Cage could be involved as Superman. Um going back to the time when he was supposed to play Superman in the Superman Lives movie and then that got all, that got canned. Shout out to John Snap um, oh, for his right. movie on that. But um, do we get a, do we like, once you throw in the Superman situation, now maybe it becomes more than that. But that now we're talking about a lot of cameos. You know, now we're talking about a lot of cameos. And I think of, I think back of, I think back to some of the best superhero movie cameos. 
And I'm not sure. I, I'm sure you could think of some. Um, I think the J. Jonah Jameson one in Spider-Man Far From Home was great. I think that's got to be up there as a top 10, certainly top 10, I would think, maybe even top five superhero movie cameo. Yes. Um, you know, and this is taking out all the Stanley cameos, obviously. Those go without, those go, those are number one, you know, those go without saying. But, um, and I, you know, I think, I think a few Jackman, X Men First Class, you know, that being an, another excellent one. But, like, those cameos are typically aren't met with cameo after cameo after cameo. Typically, it's one moment where that someone, that person shows up and you never forget it. Never forgotten the, the, the Wolverine cameo from X-Men First Class. Every time I see that movie and the, the scene shows up, I die laughing because it's it's hilarious and it works. And it's one of the it's one of the better scenes in all of the X-Men movies. And but they they didn't they didn't bombard me with Easter eggs and cameos from the those original X-Men movies. So I don't know. I mean to I mean to me, Kendall it's uh it's it's a it's a odd i agree it's an odd choice to be putting all these batman in this movie and one of the things i think i fear a little bit is and i and you know i preface i kind of pause by saying this because you know the move the movie that we want is flashpoint and you know the book was able to do this on an God level. Um, second time I'm using that term. So I say that, I say this, and it maybe it sounds kind of ridiculous in hindsight, but I'm going to say it anyway. With all of these cameos that they're potentially trying to do, I do have some concern about their ability to make this a personal Barry Allen story. Um, again, Flashpoint, <laughs> the movie that they're inspired by, the movie that we wanted to, that we wanted to see, and the book that we all love, in the movie, anime movie, all of it did it in, in a, just a perfect level, and there's no kind of qualms about what they were able to accomplish with that. So it's like, well, why should I be fearful of doing that in the movie? I guess to me, like, like comic book series like that, like to me, that's not like that's not a two hour or three hour live action movie. Like, like that's that's a longer thing. And I think you're able to, in many ways, kind of make that work. The fact that the animated movie was able to do it in an hour and a half is still remarkable, but it it was it's one of the greatest pieces of animation we have ever. So that's a tall order to do. And to me, when 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 you have all these cameos, and to me these, I don't know what purpose it serves to have all these Batman in this movie. Like I just don't I don't know what now I don't know so, I don't know the script. Well. But that's the question, though. So, am I going to be seeing in a trailer? Am I going to be seeing Christopher? No- I mean, uh, uh, you know, Christian Bale in a trailer or Val Kilmer in the trailer? Like, maybe not all of them. But you'll get. You'll certainly get. You'll get the idea going into the movie. I just, I, I just don't need. I don't. I mean, yeah, sell tickets. Yeah, I get it. I just, I was already kind of like, you know, I, I thought it was a unique idea for this to be pitched. Just kind of like, you know. You know, buddy, buddy team up with, with uh, with with um, Keaton. Ezra Miller and Keaton, 
you know, that's a unique idea, and it was outside the box, and I applauded him for it. I was like, that's nothing I expected, but I, I kind of could see how that may be cool. I need to see if you're going to be putting all these other Batman and, and, and an extra Robin in there. I need to see what you're trying to do with that. That that seems to me a little bit more ambitious. And I don't know. I just don't want them to just be throwing just everybody in there for the sake of just throwing them in there. Now, if there's a way to, you know, make, you know, targeted and pointed, you know, um, appearances that make sense, then I'll, I'll be a go for it. But I don't want them to just do something unnecessarily. Um, I don't know if I believe this either. I'll be honest. I, I think that <laughs> I, I tend to think that this is not going to happen. I think that we'll see. I think maybe could we see maybe one other Batman in like a very short kind of cameo thing? Yeah, that I can see. But do I think we'll see all three of the other Batman? No chance in hell. No chance in hell. I, I think that, first of all, I think. It would surprise me if Bale really would sign on to do something like this, considering just how much kind of um, respect he has for Nolan and the Nolan project. The idea that he would do some kind of cameo thing for a different movie that's not a Batman movie, I, I, I cannot see him doing that. You know, yeah. Kilmer, uh, Clooney, I mean, those guys, you know, they may want to check and it's whatever. But there's no, I, that he seems to be the biggest, he seems to be the tallest order for me that I, I cannot see happening. Not for this. If you told me he was he was in the Kilmer role, that would be very weird. But I could almost see that a little more. Because, okay, well, he it's like, he's yes, it's he's doing a movie that's not a Nolan movie. But he's directly in the movie. He's a big part of it. And I could see him maybe signing on to that if he really loved the script. To think that, oh, he'll show up in just some kind of, like, nonsense cameo. Uh, no way. That's, that's how I feel about it. But, hey, I... Two years when this comes out, whenever COVID ends and this comes out, I could look like an idiot for saying that. But I, I just think that it's very unlikely that he's in it. I think it's extremely unlikely that all three or four of them are going to be all in this movie. That's just my take. Unless, unless you know, to me, if that's the case, I want to see a lot of different other characters. Like, I just don't want to see, oh, there's, next, there's a Superman and there's a, you know, another character and then there's four Batman. Like, that's overkill. You know, like, I don't need that. I hope that if they, they do do this, they really spread it around with putting a lot of people in there. Last thing on this? Yeah. Um, I I do think it's almost a guarantee that we'll see Grant Gustin. Oh, yeah, that that for sure. That I, that, that, and that I think we should see. I think it's, it'd be great. Yeah, I think people will get it. It, it, it makes sense. I don't know how they're going to market this movie. You know, again, I, I've always, I'm always into, like, how these movies are going to market themselves to make the most money. And if you have people like, if you have all these Batman in the movie to sell the movie, you got to put them in the trailer. Um, but like, I don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about having a lot of different characters. I think that'll be a part of the marketing. I think that's going to, I think that that will be the marketing is that like, Oh, go see the movie. that's going to have like every DC character you've ever liked. Like, um, and that this is, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to like that because that's not what Flashpoint is, but um, I can see why, like, a pitch, them pitching this movie to DC and them saying, oh, yeah, this is money. And it probably is money, but it's got it. Is it good money? You know, Suicide Squad, good money. <laughs> you know, that's 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 the question they got to ask themselves, because I don't know if this makes for a good movie. It makes for, again, making money and creating buzz, generating buzz, but I don't know if it makes a good movie. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, agreed all around there. 
Um, so we're at the we're at the end of the show here, Kendall, and the you know I t- I said that I had some interesting things I've been hearing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal with the audience and with you what I've been hearing. So let's first start off with the Batman. So the Batman is a movie that I I I've I've talked about a little bit before. I've been able to 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 put some things out there before that have turned out to be true before people knew or before it was officially confirmed or the last thing i think it did was it was the fact that they were shooting i think i confirmed what i what someone else had reported um here's what i'm hearing as well so right now the batman slated to come out october 21st though when you saw that trailer you saw that like weird question mark thing they did with the date at the end of course this being covid era I'm here to tell you, Kendall, from what I'm hearing, spring 2022 is looking like when we'll be seeing the Batman. Okay. That, that Whatever that date they said before, it, that ain't happening. <laughs> um, Throw that out. Yeah, so that's done. October. Everybody's looking at their long Halloween. Sorry, it's going to be a really long Halloween if you wait for spring. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to happen is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that we're looking at something closer to um 2022 of spring and that's a bummer man and you know what i don't say i mean that's a now we're talking about a full year of you know of a delay because we were looking at spring of of 2021 when this movie was originally slated now we're talking about you know spring of the whole next year but everything's being pushed back i mean this covid thing is serious and i think this is a movie they they're they're not even gonna think or talk about the idea of putting this on any kind of streaming service or anything this is something they're going to put in theaters so they're willing to just they're going to just punt it i think so so you know and you know they haven't put any word out yet but that's what i'm hearing 2022 is when you'll be seeing um that movie what do you make of what i just said um this movie has had a lot of tumultuous uh situations to deal with in its production so it's not it's not the biggest shock that they're gonna have to push it back but um i don't know all these release dates at this point i'm kind of numb to the to the to the delays i'm just kind of like yeah they'll come out eventually um i i look we i don't know what the movie i i don't know what the movie situation is gonna look like you know what i mean like i in terms of like when we when these major movie when these major motion pictures start to um really start to trickle out you know how what kind of pushbacks will that lead you to it sounds as if maybe warner brothers is preparing itself uh for there being a pretty big shift you know of maybe four to six months of everything getting pushed back which i think is interesting yeah i agree i think that um everything's on the table in regards to what could be coming for the future of these movies in terms of stuff being pushed back. So I think any date you've heard, uh, I think that we should all kind of just, cause like, I mean, when I got the word, I was like, Oh wow. They even, that is not something that's been put out there. Um, but the authority I have, I think is pretty solid that, that that's the, that's going to be the date or at least the, the new date they're working on. Again, I think that all this stuff is still going to be fluid. Last, uh, bit of news that, or a little, you know, ear to ground things I'm hearing as well. This is gonna be kind of weird how I'm gonna have to phrase this, so I'll I'll just say it this way. I have reason to believe Morbius 
is an MCU movie. Mm. Um, that's kind of all. That's kind of all I can really say. But just what I'm hearing and the questions you know I'm asking, it, it, I just have I, I get, and some of the things and sort of just seeing the landscape of how things are looking. If it's not an MCU movie, it is tied to the MCU in whatever way you want to make about what they're trying to do. I don't know what the movie's about. I'm going to make that clear. Um, I don't know what's the movie about. I don't know any plot. I'm just saying, I just, there's something about the way things are being done that make me suggest that this is going to be tied to the MCU in some major way. I'll leave that there as well. What do you make of that? Um,. Do you think this is a similar deal to, to Spider-Man Homecoming? Or is it different? Potentially. I don't know for sure. I can't say one right. way or the other, but potentially, yeah. Interesting, interesting. And um, the reason why I think that that's... And the reason why... I, I And it's funny, because when I, when I heard what I heard, I took it with a little grain of salt. But then I did think it was interesting when Olivia Wilde was talking... Um, she was on uh, the Shut Up yeah. podcast, and she was referencing working with Kevin Feige. Yeah, she was like, uh, "All I can say is that by far the most exciting thing that happened uh, that's, that that's ever happened to me in regards to getting to you know direct a Spider Woman movie." She said, "Not only do I feel like I get to tell a story that God is like listening to me trying to avoid uh, Kevin Feige's pellet gun." So like <laughs> you know she was about to go into the story, and then she's like, "Oh wait, I can't because Kevin Feige who's gonna kill me." But again. We all thought we didn't know what was going on. To be fair, but it was pitched that Sony has announced this thing, or Sony is going yeah, with this thing. There was nothing with Kevin Feige. We started saying, "Okay, do we think Spider Woman is going to cross over? What do we think's happening?" And you know, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, I think that there's. I think when they did that Spider Man deal, I think there was more done than we know. I think that." That they announced the oh yeah we'll we'll share we'll, we'll you know the fifty fifty whatever you know money money transaction that they did to figure that out I also think that there was a you're all right so now your characters are gonna come with us but we can't say that because we're gonna try to do it in a kind of a cool way that's that's what I'm that, that's I'm going that far I think that now how long does that work what's the the how does the deal work I don't know any of that stuff I can't tell you but I think that I think. When I, when I heard that thing about Morbius, it made me think that anybody on on Sony now is is up is fair game potentially to be in the MCU Spider Man situation. So, I I agree with that. I agree with your 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 assessment of that for the most part. For the most part, like I, you know, I definitely think that this kind of lends itself to to you thinking that now Morbius, like you said. Um, is an MCU movie, Spider-Man is an MCU movie, and that there could be some sort of, like you said, wink-wink deal that Marvel is helping produce or is tied to these movies closer than what we think, um, and that that could be revealed at some point. That I guess my only question would be, again, I think I put the, the, the studio hat on, and I'm like, wouldn't Morbius make so much more money if we knew for a fact it was tied to the MCU? I mean, I guess... 
Yes. That was what and we got it, in the trailer. Answer that question is yes, but yeah. yeah, but then you could argue. I mean, what did we see in the trailer? Yeah, in the trailer <laughs> we get we get a clear shot. Of, yeah, of an of, MCU of, character of, in the movie. Yeah, one was one of the probably the biggest actor tied to a Spider-Man movie, not named Tom Holland, you know, or Zendaya. So, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's uh, they, I mean, it could be telling us like right in our face, like it's in the MCU, and we're thinking of all these different you know, mental gymnastics to try to get to the thing that it's not in the MCU and that Sony's just going rogue and just using their characters. Like, I don't know. Um, this will be interesting. I, I, you know, the Morbius thing, I'm, I, I was upset that, that Morbius got pushed back or seemingly, I think it's going to get pushed back if it hasn't already. Um, but, you know, I'm upset that Venom got pushed back. But When, when is Morbius supposed to come? When was it supposed to come out? It was supposed to come out this year. Um, yeah, that, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, I want to say it was that, supposed to come that out. That I can also say, no way. Based on based on like my what I understand, no way that's happening this year. Yeah, yeah. So it, this should be look. This is that's going to be fun. Um, we it, it'll be interesting to see how how far that arrangement goes because like you said, we got Spider Woman coming out, but like we've t- heard about Craven the Hunter possibly plus possibly as well, mm-hmm. and you know is that a character that. They wanted to use for Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. What does this mean for Venom? You know, like Venom's the kind of the big one. You know, you can't really have Morbius in the MCU and not Venom. So, I don't know. Uh, I think we'll get clarity in these next two movies. Um, but it's going to be fascinating to follow. It is, man. It is. And, um, you know, the, I mean, the Morbius thing, I just think is... You know, the Morbius, I think the Morbius thing is just like it's like the sleeping giant in regards to like the important things that are happening in superhero movies, and it's right. just because it's Morbius. Nobody cares about Morbius, but yeah, after we saw that trailer, all the stuff they were trying to push with it, and again, some clues. It, let me let me put this clear. It is not like I was explicitly told this is in the MCU. I was not told that. I want to make that very clear. But based on what uh, the conversations I'm having, what I'm hearing, and putting two and two together, that's where I come to my conclusion that I think this is what's happening. Um, so and I just and, and I just think this Morbius thing is going to be. We everyone need, really needs to pay attention to it. Like I, I really think that there's. Um, it kind of it sucks because I think that you know. Morbius was about to kick into high gear with a major marketing campaign. I think. I think that. I think you know that first trailer, how they did it, and I. I just. I think they all got messed up with COVID. Like I, I think that Sony really was gonna um, kick it into high gear with their promotional campaign. We know what they did with Venom, how great they did with that. I thought we were gonna be in a similar position with Morbius. We just never. We they can never get off the ground because as soon as. They released the first trailer. COVID happened like the next week. It seemed like the summer of the summer of Morbius, man. We were gonna see it. <laughs> kind of like the kind of like the career of Josh Rosen. Like, man, <laughs> a lot of bad luck, man. <laughs> oh man. So um. So yeah, yo. I, I would say you know for the listeners out there, man. You know, I know Morbius kind of a project. You know, you think of all the DC movies and the Marvel movies, and I'm yo keep an eye on Morbius. I know he's an obscure, weird character to be doing a solo movie on. It still is weird to me, but 
I think there are plans. And I think we should pay attention to them. Anyway, that is going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Man, I had a fun time talking to Kendall. Obviously, I miss uh, Sham, who couldn't make it this week, but hopefully we'll have him back next week. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on um, YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on uh, Facebook, New Generation Media. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, ActionEJ. That will do it for now. Thank you guys so much for listening in. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.